Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We close week 12. We'll have Pritch stop by Mike Pritchard in about 29 minutes. Looking forward to talking to Pritch about week 12. We close out week 12 tonight in Indy. Your boy, Saturday on a Monday. This game open, mostly three everywhere with Indy laying it. I'm just shocked that it's dipped below it. I really am. It's sitting two and a half now P- everywhere. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has that love. You know, it's a little bit like uh, it's, the it's Browns Tomlin. have had that love. I, yeah, I, but the Browns have it too. Everybody was on the Browns at three and a half yesterday. I, I didn't see it. And, and, and maybe it would have been a three-point game. But, you know, and, and certainly we talked about it. I mean, what was that nugget again? How many times has Brady... 211 was it? Brady was until yesterday 218 and 0. So he had never lost when he was leading by seven in the final two minutes of a football game. 218 and 0. Pretty wild number. Yeah, well, you know, he did, you know, he's won all the Super Bowls. Belichick's that didn't. So anyway, we'll go back to that later. Mm. Um, mm. You know, to me, uh, it was, you know, this Pittsburgh love is strong. I, I haven't seen it. That offensive line, I think this, as Thomas Gable said, he used the word sneaky good. I think at least the offense, defensive line is sneaky good. I mean, look, the, the Raiders we know can run the ball. We we saw Josh Jacobs run it. We saw them run it against Denver. You know, they, they were good against Josh Jacobs. And, you know, that game was back and forth. And not that the Raiders are great defensively, but certainly, you know, the Raiders have moved the ball and scored on pretty much everybody other than the Saints. And so, you know, I just think, to me, this is a game where Indy's strength against the weakness of the Steelers, not because I think that their quarterback is Kenny Pickett's going to get confused or frustrated. I think the speed of the game, A, and I also think the the the, the offensive line playing on the road at Pittsburgh isn't a very good situation. I'm taking a look at BetMGM. The bets, 54% of the bets on the Steelers, 57% of the money on the Steelers. What am I missing here? I mean, look, you just mentioned the defensive front for the Colts. Sneaky, that indie defense has been really, really good. I mean, the Colts' stop unit has allowed 20 points or less in seven of their 11 games this year. I mean, this has been a pretty consistent defense for the Colts. 
Yeah, and they're better when they play at home, too. You know, they get the crowd noise. When, I, when, when they beat the Raiders, there was a high school coach beat the Raiders, right? You know, uh, well, I remember they beat Kansas City at home. I mean, they beat Kansas City at home when I think when Ryan's arm wasn't nearly as strong as it is right now. His arm wasn't very good then. It looked weak. It's looked a lot better in the recent weeks. I'll say that, right? So, you know, to me, look, Tomlin will have his team ready. There's no doubt. This cold offensive line is not very good. This game's going to come down to you trust Matt Ryan to protect the football. If you do, if you believe that, then you got to believe that they can win the game. I, I think the unders in play, you know, what is it? It's 39 and a half all across the board. I, I think that under can definitely be in play because I think both teams aren't going to be explosive offensively. Nope, two under teams as well on the year, Pittsburgh and Indy. Yeah, I mean, it's a low total. We've seen a couple of primetime games now go over the total. But yeah, you mentioned it's 39 and a half. Just again, interested to see that hook fall off the three down to two and a half. And I take, you take a look at BetMGM and more betters hitting Pittsburgh right now. I just don't see it with Pickett. It's not fair to judge him one season in, so we'll give him another one. But what is special like when they were and again Colbert yeah. who retired is he's great so we can't knock the GM that retired there that picked him but what were they looking at that stood out as plus as far as Pickett and any skill set I think what they were probably saying is look we've got to find somebody that we can build a team around that can lead the team right somebody that can help us and somebody that can kind of it's not going we know we're not going to get somebody who's absolutely incredibly talented but we've got to get somebody who's absolutely can can help lead the team and i think that's where they went with and so I, my sense of that is is they just basically settled on it and he was the only answer that they could come up with i mean think about it if they don't draft them they they got Mason Rudolph and and the great Mitchell Trubisky right now 100% what are you doing? Some remodeling over there in the office? What's going I, on there? Well, bro? my my computer my computer was <laughs> was dead, and I forgot to plug it in. I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> That's I the take most care. Annoying thing I ever. take care of things. I, I saw downstairs. You know, <laughs> I saw I wasn't on camera. I tried to get away with it, and you you called me out on it. I know. I I know. I wasn't going to say anything. But isn't it the most annoying thing ever when you get comfortable on the couch and you forget the charger for the computer and you got to oh, get up? Man. You got to go. Yeah. Oh, that, it's the worst. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you out there. Okay, so it's two and a half. We are going to play. We're playing the Colts for our bets giving bet. We'll uh, we'll just be. We yeah, won't talk about no the prop, but we're going to play the Colts here. And again, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's Saturday, if it's another random. There's always going to be juice with an interim head coach, just because. You know, as a human being, you kind of feel like you're playing, you're auditioning. There's a lot to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they 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 truly probably believe that the owner, because the owner picked him, this guy has credibility to stay. You know, and unless things starts to fall apart, but you know, I don't know what he'll do. Now, the last two weeks, here's what's happened with with the with the Steelers offensively. You know, when they lost to Miami, they had a chance to win that game. They turned it over three times. The Philadelphia game, they had no chance to win. They turned it over twice in that game. They come back, they beat the Saints, no turnovers. Last week against Cincinnati, that's a closer game. Even though it was it was 37-23, to 23, Cincinnati kind of pulled away from them. But they forced two turnovers against Cincinnati, you know, and, and they didn't turn the ball over. I think Tomlin's saying to himself, look, if we can run the ball, don't turn this thing over. We don't have to be flashy offensively. You know, we don't have to be great offensively. All we have to be able to do is not turn this over, not give up an explosive play, because Indy's not an explosively offense. And and hang in there and get into the fourth quarter. It's 
you know, I think that's got to be the formula tonight. That's why, you know, when it's under a field goal, these games have a tendency to be field goal-like games. Yeah, absolutely. And they leaned on Taylor, 22 rushes against the Raiders, as you know, 147. Then they also handed them the ball 22 times against the Eagles for 84. So my assumption is they're going to lean on him again tonight. Yeah, I, I think they're going to try, but this front's hard to block because they move and they're quick and they're athletic, and you got to block Buckner inside. He's a hard guy to block in there, you know. And so this offensive line is not very good, and so that becomes a problem. You got to find a way to create easy plays without having to go second and twelve, second and eleven. You know that that's the hard thing to do. Okay, we'll have more. On Monday night, of course, the Colts hosting the Steelers right now. That number's two and a half. And just for betters, if you're wondering where the number's headed, it's essentially 110 everywhere. So it looks like the two and a half's going to stick. I mean, I see DraftKings is two and a half minus 120. So that's pointing up to three, but it's not moving to three. And everybody else is 110. So just to give you an idea of where that number is, it looks like it's pretty, pretty firm there at two and a half. Uh, A philosophical question for you, and then we'll get into the game. So I understand the Jags going for two. They're not playing for much. What did you think about the Chargers? You know, obviously still in playoff contention. What did you think about the Chargers going for two to close out the game there in Arizona? Well, I think when you look at the numbers and, you know, the Chargers were fortunate because the the fourth quarter, the Cardinals didn't get a first. After they scored the touchdown, they went 3-3 and outs, you know. And so once I saw that, I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe they won't kick because they dominated the fourth quarter. But they had a chance to win the game, and I think they had Arizona on the ropes. I mean, Arizona's defense was on the ropes, and they ran a really good play. And because they did that, you know, look, it works. I, I don't I don't know if I would do it. I don't have enough to put all on one play, but I could see why you did it there. Because at the end of the day, the Cardinals had every opportunity to win that game. In fact, when you look at the stat sheet afterwards and you see it, I mean, the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals averaged five, seven yards per play. Chargers were not very good at 4-9. They struggled to really move the ball consistently in the game. So put it on the one play and made it, and they won the game. Okay, for those that don't know, and then we'll get to the Cardinals, the Jags, excuse me, the Chargers 24-23 with 15 seconds to go after Eckler scored. Herbert to the tight end, Everett, and that's the game winner. Here's the head coach talking about it. I really believe in our offensive football team. I believe in our quarterback. I believed in the play call. We executed it well the entire week. I felt like it would have good answers against uh, the defenses they might play, and we wanted to finish the game on our terms. Okay. That's Brandon Staley. They finished I mean, the game. You know, it makes sense. Terms. I mean, I think he explained it really well there. I mean, they, they executed it at practice. He liked it. And when he says it would have worked against whatever they were in, you know, that what that means is, you know, you have it so it's a – you know, if they do this, we're going to do that. If they do that, we're going to do this. You know, and so a lot of people think you that NFL teams come to the line of scrimmage and just run a play. That's not what happens. I mean, yesterday the Raiders run a, a, lee, a toss-crack play on fourth and one. Didn't work. They should have run the sneak. They had the sneak. They didn't. They, somehow there was a miscommunication in turn, but they had two plays live. Every team has two plays live. And I think he felt like he had the right play, so you do it. I mean, Jacksonville just basically, Jacksonville ran an out route like we were back in high school, you know, and and they were on the far hash, and Lawrence makes a great throw across the field to the guy on a breaking out route. So give him credit with that. Give him much credit for that. Yeah, I want to ask you about him. That's where Joe Lombardi, who runs that Chargers offense, 
Staley says, you got that one play that's guaranteed, right, for that two point. You got that one play that's over here on the call sheet that's like guaranteed right here. And he said, Well, they yes, practice they, it. Yeah. You know that yeah. you practice it when you gotta have plays. I mean, that's that's what you do. That's called game that's game management during the week. You're not winging that at the time of the game. You're gonna do that at the at the point of hey, we need this play. I'm sure on the headsets during that drive, Lombardi knew he was calling that play on fourth down. Once again. Cliff Kingsbury's offense folded when it mattered most. It's unbelievable. Just, it here's what Kyler Murray had to say. He said, schematically, we were effed. That was after the game. He's directly get 30 seconds here. We'll come back and discuss it. But let's be fair. He's directly talking about his head coach. I mean, he throws everybody under the bus. It's never his fault. I mean, it's never his fault. And look, we I mean, all the two have paid quarterbacks. Of this offseason, right? The two ice pay guys, or I mean, between the three ice pay guys, Rodgers, Murray, and, and, and Wilson, none of them are playing well. He nailed it. We'll come back with Murray and Kingsbury next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay. Cyber Monday. We're going to hook you up here at VSEN 30 bucks. As soon as you sign up and become a pro VSEN.com slash subscribe. When you subscribe, you get everything free picks from the guests and hosts every single day. Pro tips become a pro right now and then when you do you're going to get 30 dollars in credit to spend at the store so 30 bucks for free beeson.com slash subscribe that's beeson.com slash subscribe okay we got you back here we got mike pritchard coming up in 14 minutes look forward to taking a deep dive with pritch and getting his play on monday night i want to ask you about lawrence and jacksville and potentially uh troubles in the fourth for baltimore but let's circle back to kyler murray who got paid he 
played his organization perfectly on social media before the season started. He got his money and he's still unhappy. He said schematically, even if you agree with what he's saying about Cliff Kingsbury and the scheme with the offense, the idea that the quarterback is throwing the coach under the bus, he said schematically, we were effed, saying we didn't have a chance because of our offense, and the offense is Cliff Kingsbury, the coach. Well, yeah, I mean, he threw everybody under the bus except himself. I mean, you know, and in the fourth quarter, when you look at the game, I mean, they go on it. They get the ball with four minutes, uh, you know, and I think they had the ball with four minutes to go in the in the uh, four, in the third quarter, and they take it all the way down and they score the touchdown to get the to, to go ahead. Then they get the ball back with ten minutes to go. They get it right back again. And now they got a chance to extend the lead. They had it at their own six. They couldn't get a first down. Then they get the ball back again at seven minutes to go in the game, seven at their 25. So now if we can get some yards, we can get three plays and out. Now they get the ball at their own 10. They got two minutes and 19 seconds. All they need is one first down. They win the game. They go three plays and three yards, and they got to punt back. And then that's the game. I mean, and that's the game. So, you know, they missed a field goal early in the, in the, in the third. They only had one possession in the third quarter. They missed that field goal. But the reality is they went on a long drive to, to kind of put the game away. They had 11 plays, 75 yards, got five first downs. After they scored that touchdown, Patrick, they didn't get another first down the rest of the game. Yep. Again, Tampa, no, no scoring after 742. This team, 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, don't score again. You know. Now, they're fortunate if you bet Arizona, you, you're on the right side, you got them, but they should have won the game. You should have won the game. I mean, they were moving the ball in the first drive, they fumbled. They come down the second drive, they get a touchdown, they get a field goal, then he throws an interception. I'm sure that was somebody else's fault. Then they get another touchdown, then they miss a field goal. The only time they punted in the game, Patrick, for for the scheme being so bad, was in the fourth quarter. Well, you said it. After the final scoring drive by the Cardinals, they failed to get a first down on their four following drives. The quarterback's an issue, man. Because it's going to be this every single year, week to week, it's always going to be hanging over this organization. That's Kyler Murray. You're never going to change this, right? You're never going to change this. It's simply the law of threes. There's always going to be somebody in a group, right? There's a thing called the law of threes, and there's three groups of people on every team. And on every team, there's group one. Those guys will do the Buddha Bakers. They'll do anything you want them to do. They're going to show up early, be on time. Then there's people in group two who are not sure what to do. Then there's the people in group three, usually the most talented people. They, you can't make them happy. Kyler Murray's in group three. And so as a leader, as an organization, what do you do? What do you do? You typically go and try to win over group three. Exactly what the Cardinals did. We're going to go win over group three. We're going to recruit Kyler Murray. We're going to give him a big contract. Everything's going to be well. What do they have now? They got turmoil. They got constant turmoil because they they basically went to the one guy who was the disturbance and rewarded him. Yep. Well, it's every business entity is the same, right, Michael? That rule of three, it happens in every company where you have the group that goes out to happy hour and complains about the company, and then you have the ones that try hard. Like They paid the guy that was insubordinate, and that right. splinters they- down to the rest of the organization. And then they wonder why they they wonder why they're in a bad organization. They violated the the law of threes, and so here they are. Here they sit, and and unfortunately, they're going to have to deal with it. And I don't think the coach is going anywhere because Kime is married to him, right? 
I, I can't tell. I mean, I don't know what Michael Bidwell's got up his sleeve. I mean, you know, he's given an extension to the coach, an extension to the general manager, you know, extension to the quarterback. And he's watching this team, and he's just giving games away at home, you know, and he's giving games away, and it looks bad. Conversely. But, I mean, Kime, Kime has been able to endure everything. I mean, he hasn't taken any of the heat. 100%. Conversely, and Kime, you know, with the Wilkes situation and drafting Josh Rosen, there's a lot. Kime, if we could all get as lucky as Kime at work with second yeah. opportunities and third opportunities, we'd be pretty happy group. You know, the Lawrence juice is there. Like you saw when he converted the touchdown and the two-point conversion, he's fired up. There's a good attitude. That's the converse of what we're talking about with Murray. Trevor Lawrence, and if he goes on to become good, and we think he will be, uh, yesterday might be the springboard. I mean, 153 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They go for two. They hit the two. It was a nice win for the Jags over the Ravens there. Really was. They scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. You know, and this Jag team, and I said on the pod today, this Jag team could be the best team in the South. They're, they're the most talented team in the South. They're not the best team in the South. You know, and they were they couldn't get any real pressure on on the Ravens' offense. They didn't get any sacks. Lamar was able to run the ball. But again, Lamar throws 16 incomplete passes. And a lot of that is directed to me at the offense. Like, I've been saying this for so long on this program. Like, the guy needs to be under center. They need to run more drop back. They need to be in some two back. They need to stop running this ridiculous offense that they run because when they have to throw the ball at the end of the game to win games in the fourth quarter, they can't do it. Like, it's got to stop. At some point, somebody's got to recognize it. And they want to blame the quarterback. I don't blame Lamar Jackson. I blame the offensive coordinator. I don't think he's – I think this – you know, I don't think – I saw his name's up for the Stanford job. Maybe he'll get the Stanford job. But you can't have Lamar Jackson and have 16 incompletions. I mean, Trevor Lawrence yesterday I, – I, I said this going into the game. He can't throw it 40 times. Well, he threw it 37. You know, they only ran the ball. They had 20 carries for 38 yards. They couldn't run the ball at all. ATN only had two carries in the game. And yet he was able to manage a way to get things going. Zay Jones has 11 receptions in the game. But Lawrence only throws Lawrence only throws eight incomplete passes. Meanwhile, meanwhile Jackson's throwing third, 16. He threw as many incompletions as he threw completions. You can't have that. Especially when you're so good running the ball. They had 35 carries for a buck 62. I hate the Ravens' offense. I think the Ravens' are, it's never going to win. I'm convinced of it. It's never going to win. Average six one a play. You know all that's great. Get in the fourth quarter, can't make a play. And then how about Dougie? How about my man Dougie Squib kicking it at the end of the game with the greatest field goal kicker in the history of field goal kickers? So and they give him a chance. He had a chance. Tucker was close. What was it? Sixty eight yards. Yeah, sixty seven. I mean, look, I, I want to kick the ball in play there too, but I don't want to kick it to where they can. I wanted to kick it, pop up in the air, let them have to field it. Just a grievance. We all hate the fade pass in the end zone, but that out route, just as far as probability, I hate those out routes. Where they convert it on the two yard, it takes a hell of a throw by the quarterback. Oftentimes, you, you see the cornerback the able to jump a route like that. Anywho, it works for the Jags on the two-point conversion. They convert. So, the uh, like you said, they may be the most. They, they are the most talented team in that division. They're just not the. Most they need well another coached. receiver. Uh, maybe Ridley will give them that receiver this offseason. They're going to have a ton of cap room. You know, they got a quarterback that that looked like he's getting better. They have too much inconsistency. They could have beaten Washington opening day. 
you know, they had that game. They go, they take way too many chances in terms of going for it on fourth down uh, that, that are reckless chances, not just, you know. And, look, it, it, their defense needs some work. There's no denying. They gave up 415 yards yesterday. I mean, the Ravens were four, for 57% on third down. But when the Ravens had to get a stop, it, they couldn't get that stop. I mean, you can't lose games like the Ravens are losing game in the fourth quarter. That tends to bleed into your team. But that fumble, that that fumble did him yep. in. I mean, that yep. was the killer. That was it. Yeah. And you look up, too, with the Ravens and Lawrence, excuse me, and uh, Lamar, he's not really throwing it to anybody either. They're not doing him a ton of favors on offense. Let's put it that look, way. I They're think not it's doing the him most, a ton of favors. I think from a design standpoint, from a design, this is who we have at quarterback. This is what we need at receiver. From a design to a production, I think it's really bad. I think it's all about Roman's run game, and it's great that they can run the ball and they got all these tricks. But at some point, the other team knows when we got to throw it, we got to throw it. We got to put the game away, right? We got to put the game away. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't put the game away. They fumbled on that. For, you know, they get the ball at their own six yard line. I don't know. You know, I didn't see the play, but they, they obviously they took the kickoff and they got to the six. So I don't know why they, but they must have taken it out and gotten a penalty or something. And, and so. There they go, and they turn it over right there. They spotted the ball. I mean, Baltimore get. I mean, they get the ball at the sixteen yard line. Four, four plays, five yards, touchdown, field goal. We're gonna have Pritch on next. How fired up do teams? I'm just looking at it. San Francisco, you know, just thirteen points on offense. But how fired up is a team the week after they shut out an opponent in the NFL? Like that zero is big, right? When you yeah, shut out huge. a team, right? Yep, huge. It does it a really lot is. for the juice. Yeah. Yep. Duvernay tried, tried to take the ball out. He got to the six-yard line. And then the Gus Edwards was? fumbled. That's what it was. Yeah, you watched that. I, I was watching that Ravens offense, and I'm like, you know, Michael's on to something here. They're not doing him a ton of favors, that being Jackson. And he was spicy on social, by the way. Pritch is next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back. Presented, of course, by BetMGM. The betting splits. When you become a pro, that's part of the tools. The most popular, the betting splits, no doubt. You get to see where the money and bets are going for every game. It's updated every 10 minutes directly from DraftKings. So, very efficient. Today's games and future events. Go to vcin.com for the betting splits. Okay, Mondays are good for us because we welcome in former first-round draft pick, vcin colleague, host, and... NFL insider Mike Pritchard. And I think we should start with the exciting news. First off, Pritch, hope you had a great holiday. It's great to see you. Okay, we lost Pritch for a second, but one thing I did want to ask him about, we reported over the weekend that it looked like Colorado had offered Deion Sanders the job. You're hearing potentially he may take that job. Yeah, I, I, I've heard through the grapevine that he's putting together, trying to put together a staff. He's got a, I think Colorado has one more game to play. Pritch would know better than I has one more game to play, but once they play that game, then I think it's going to be a, a fait accompli. You don't hear his name. Georgia Tech, uh, he's not involved in the Georgia Tech. UNLV just opened up this afternoon, so I don't know what other ones are going to open up that he would get involved with. It sounds like Colorado is going to be his place. So, Pritch, glory yes. days and glory years at Colorado. You were a superstar there. I yeah. think the D- if Dion takes this job, that's about as exciting as it gets. Oh, I mean, Patrick, uh, Deion Sanders, when I got drafted first round uh, to Atlanta, he he actually showed me around Atlanta. He picked me up. He showed me around the city. Uh, no I will run. Uh, yes, I will run to Boulder, Colorado if I need to. 
uh, to show him around <laughs> Boulder uh, if that announcement comes. I got I got some I, I like I'm all about chemistry and vibes. So uh, the jerseys I have hanging up right now behind me uh, is my Atlanta Falcon jersey and my Colorado jersey. We see it. Uh, that looks so, great. Yeah, looks great. yeah. So I'm trying to connect the dots uh, for prime time to, to arrive in Boulder. Uh, but Michael, I, I, I think uh, from what I hear, uh, you know, it, it's it's an attractive situation. The contract, if he's putting together a staff, I mean that that means the world for for us out there in Boulder. I think it's going to be great. I mean, look, I, I think he gives the Colorado. Colorado needs a brand. They, they they're yeah. going to get this brand, mm -hmm. and and he'll and, and I, as you know, Mike, when you played mm -hmm. on that team, there were so many great players on that team. Getting players to Colorado is not that hard. It's a great school. You're in the Pac-12. You can you got a chance to compete in that. And if he gets the right offensive and defensive coordinators, and they give him some support money wise, which is always critical, I think he'll right. do a great job. Well, I think what's going to happen is the media rights deal, too. Uh, George Kliakoff, the Pac-12 commissioner, because I'm on a Pac-12 uh, football council, and we're going to have a meeting uh, coming up uh, right before the Pac-12 championship game this week, and uh, everything is in motion for our new media rights situation. So if we can add prime, along with Lincoln Riley, along with all the other great coaches within the Pac-12 conference, I mean, uh, that that is something to behold. Now, I know USC is going to the Big Ten, but uh, you're you're adding a, a name like Primetime and perhaps some other names, uh, big names as well. So uh, pretty excited about that situation all around for, for the Pac-12 and for CU. That's a great shot there with Pritch behind him. He's got his Colorado jersey. He's got his Falcons jersey. That's an awesome shot. And Michael informed me of this. I was very surprised. You're from Vegas. Marcus Arroyo out after three years there at UNLV. Surprised by that because I thought the administration there were really all in on him. He still had two years left on that contract, Pritch. Yeah, that one is uh, a little shocking. I mean, I, I know they were in, in, a, in a prime situation to go to a bowl game. Uh, they go out to Hawaii and lose that game, which uh, I don't know how you do that. Uh, and then certainly the rivalry game, which was a, a situation in which uh, you want to get that done. But he's a highly paid coach within the Mountain West Conference, uh, and you don't have a bowl game to show for it. So yep. uh, I know they got a new athletic director, right, Michael? And so I, you yeah, know, there's different visions uh, are in play here for, for UNLV and, and their football program, and, and certainly Marcus Royal, I guess, no longer a part of that. Well, I mean, I think what happened is, is the, the former athletic director who's now at Missouri hired Marcus, you know, so mm -hmm. there's really not a lot of support against really a lot of the boosters and the donors at the school. So right. there wasn't perfect alignment. And I think what you see in these schools is you need perfect alignment. You need everybody on the same page. And, and that wasn't the case since the day Marcus showed up there. And it did, I, I thought he won enough this year to go to his fourth year. But obviously somebody stepped up and said, no, no, we're going to pay. We'll pay that out. It's time to get a new coach. It'll be interesting to see who they hire. Yeah. Well, well maybe Pritch, you could throw your hat in the ring, no? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't have a hat to throw in the ring, Patrick. Uh, I'm, I'm good in my lane uh, hey, as a retired player. <laughs> a little known fact. I don't know if you knew this, Pritch, but Michael Lombardi got his start in coaching there at UNLV back in the day, right, yep. Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was there with the Harvey Hyde coaching staff. Yep. Walked on the field for the first time in 1981. I saw this guy named Randall Cunningham. And, uh, you know, I, I, when I watched him punt, Mike, I, I, I can yeah. still remember it. 
it looked like the bionic man punted the ball. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Now, I came from a Division three program, Hofstra, so we didn't have great punters, admittedly so. But, wow, I mean, that was, like, unbelievable. Yeah, I just missed you because um, Wayne Nunley recruited me um, yeah. after Harvey Hyde. And, you know, I grew up here watching Harvey Hyde and Randall and uh, Kirk Jones and all the great Rebels, right? And that that is what inspired me to want to go to college in the first place is watching Randall uh, and the Rebels. And so uh, coming out of high school, uh, Wayne Nunley, uh, yeah, who Wayne, was involved with the program. Yeah, Wayne, a long time in the league. He coached exactly. a long time. Was the running back coach when I first mm-hmm. got there. Then he became a D-line coach for the Chargers for a lot of years. Right, right. And so, yeah, we just miss each other, Michael. Yeah. Over there at UNLV. <laughs> no Pritch doubt. Has got a st- you guys both have a great it's story. It's a way Pritch different story. town, Mike. You know, it's funny. I come to Vegas now, and mm-hmm. I-, I don't even know where the hell I am. You know, I have no idea. Like, I, my world was four, was over there on Maryland Parkway, and kind of yeah. I had a house out on. But now it's like, whoa, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Clo- Close-knit back in the day, Patrick and Michael, I, I played football against Lorenzo Fertitta. Uh, he was a defensive back uh, for no the uh, Bishop Gorman Gales. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Marty Cordova, I mean, all these legendary names uh, from Vegas back in the day. Well, to put a bow on the coaching conversation, you're saying right now you will drive to Colorado. You will drive to Boulder today to get this Dion deal done. I, I will run, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I could, I, maybe I could convince a, a private jet situation to get out there to help introduce Dion, but I, I absolutely would show uh, him primetime around Boulder, Colorado. I mean, I, I would be through the moon excited uh, if this could happen. And a lot of other players. I've heard from everybody. Um, Michael Westbrook, uh, he was teammates with Dion out in Washington, and uh, a number of legendary buffs, uh, players, and also boosters. Uh, to great. like, you know, everybody great. would be excited about this. Absolutely. It'd be great for the conference. I think you said the best point. It'd be great for the conference. The vibes would be immaculate. We shall see. Dion has been offered the Colorado job. If he accepts it, that'd be pretty awesome for Pritch's uh, school there. Okay. You mentioned in your notes, clutch performances by backup quarterbacks, none more clutch than Mike White. Maybe you can talk from inside the locker room, the perspective of getting that guy almost like a Heineke that the players believe in, as opposed to what was happening with Wilson with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, clutch performances throughout the league. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, right? Uh, The throws he made, Joe Burrow and things like that. Uh, Mike White as well. I mean, uh, in addition to the clutch performances, I was mentioning uh, to Stephen Bonner, producer, about um, just how many backup quarterbacks are starting right now or backup quality quarterbacks are starting in the league right now. And we're seeing a shift to the running game. Uh, look at the Raiders and, and what's going on with, with that football team and how physical they are. But no, I thought the players in that locker room wanted a change at quarterback. Robert Sala rewarded them with the change at quarterback and they responded, uh, which, you know, I don't know what that means for Zach Wilson, but uh, if you get a group of players to respond that way, Robert Sala's got something special going on out there in New York. Yeah, I mean, look, Zach Wilson forced him into it, and all of a sudden this Jet offense, which we didn't even know existed, has come to life. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen moments of it in the fourth quarter. It's funny, I was listening to, uh, you know, people talk about Zach Wilson in the pregame stuff yesterday, and everybody, I, I've never seen Zach Wilson play well. Like, like I've never seen Zach. Right. Zach Wilson has had no game like Mike White had. Like he's had right. no game like that. Nothing close. No. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, you're you you're a hundred percent right. Like he looked like a. You know what, Michael? You talk about out the crib. Like White just looked like a natural quarterback. Wilson looks skittish. 
Yeah. He doesn't look like he's bought into anything, and he's got, you know, he's another one of those guys like Kyler Murray that's got an excuse for everything that goes wrong. I mean, it's never his fault. And and basically, he did himself, he did them a huge favor by doing that, by saying that he left, he left Robert with no choice but to bench him. Yeah. Yep. He's somebody, he's somebody Pritch needs to take in a back room and give a talking to is what that, that's what Zach Wilson is. Hey, by the way, Pritch, we just have a minute. We'll come back and get yes. more into it. But the Raiders got to give mm-hmm. that coaching staff credit and Jacobs, who has just been awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a process going on in which the coaching staff, the new coaching staff wanted to understand and evaluate the players and their capabilities and, uh, and certainly get to know them better. The trust factor. I think the trust uh, is the biggest word in any organization. Uh, and then on the other side of that, too, I mean, the players understanding the new coaching staff and also trusting them uh, with what they want to get done. So it seems like it's starting to come together though now for the Raiders and all that talent. Yeah. yeah, you get to this point of the season, you're looking for those teams that start to quit on the coaches, and that's not happening with the Vegas Raiders. When right. we return, we'll see what the syndicate has cooked up for Monday Night Football with Pritch next here at Lombardi Line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's betting's premier loyalty program, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points so you can redeem them for online bonus credits like free bets. Of course, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms. It's awesome got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. Just go to BetMGM.com. Okay, we got you back here, Michael Lombardi. We've got Monday night, Indianapolis hosting Pittsburgh. Indy lane two and a half. We'll get to that. Mike Pritchard joining us, our colleague here at VSIN, of course, former first-round draft pick. We love Pritch on Mondays here on the Lombardi line. As an aside, I meant to ask you this. We were just talking about the uniqueness of Colorado and a potentially bolder 
if Dion takes that job. Mike Pritchard, did you ever get into uh, skiing or snowboarding when you lived in Colorado? Um, I tried it once, uh, and I, I think they call it plowing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I did not parallel ski. I, I did snowmobile, though, uh, and, and I did a lot of hiking and stuff like that. But no, skiing and me did not jive. I, I plowed down a mountain, uh, and then I headed to the lodge, and I kicked it for the rest of the day. <laughs> Michael, Michael, the reason I bring it up is Pritch were, and I were discussing during the break. You know, Colorado is maybe the most unique state in our country. It's gorgeous, and there's just so much potential for somebody like Dion to go to Boulder. It's just such a gorgeous spot. It's spot. It's like untapped potential. If that sounds, if that sounds correct, it, it, it's absolutely gorgeous, and and yeah. it should be. You know, as when Mike, there was a great spot. There was a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of talent on that team, and you know, and the this Continental Airlines when they were in business, the the guy who was the president of Continental was they were going to L.A. to get a lot of those L.A. kids up in there to Colorado, and Mike McCartney did a great job of recruiting and coaching, and they were really good in the Big Eight. So I'm hoping it comes back. I think there's no doubt. I mean, it's it's such a a wonderful place that you got to believe it 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 should come back. Totally agree. Hey, Pritch. We, we've been discussing this uh, Week 12 closer tonight on Monday Night in Indy. I'm just a little uh -huh. surprised it came off that opener of three. It's now two and a half. It's two and a half everywhere. A little surprised it's not Indy laying three here. Let's get your initial take on Pittsburgh at Indy tonight. Well, I think um, I'm curious about if we're going to see a, a, a new invention, a reinvention of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Like uh, we saw them put up 30 points uh, against uh, Cincinnati, a familiar opponent. Uh, off a of bye week, right? And, and Matt Canada, I mean, a little bit, bit of the vertical passing attack. Uh, with all that talent and all that youth, you, you have to change. You have to be different. I, I think you have to depart from Big Ben and what that was uh, and now allow this young talent to kind of grow together. And so uh, I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, I think with the injuries or the banged up nature of the defensive line for the Colts, uh, you should be able to protect uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, if you will, in that football game and then establish a run too. But uh, defensively, still the Steelers are going to get after the Colts. Uh, you know Matt Ryan and that offensive line. That's that's really the issue uh, to me uh, for the Colts all year long has been that offensive line and the regression of that offensive line. And now you got Matt Ryan uh, and certainly uh, his ability or inability to move around the pocket. I mean that plays right in the hands of the Steelers, in my opinion. I have this as a tight, tight game, and uh, I, I look for the Steelers uh, and catching points right there. I know some people that did teasers. Uh, with the Steelers and waiting out that leg uh, on Monday Night Football tonight. Yeah, you know, Mike, you're always nervous about playing the Colts, uh, especially when they have that turnover disease. I mean, they have that ability. Matt Ryan has that ability to have the one or two plays where, you know, he just turns it over. Now, since Saturday got there and they changed offenses, they kind of, they kind of have went back and tried to be as basic as they can be. You know, they right. tried to. They ran the ball against the Raiders. They ran for 207 yards against the Raiders, which helped. Last week against the Eagles, they couldn't run it as much, but they only turned the ball over one time in each game. You know, and, and that's what they're They can't turn this ball over. I mean, they can't turn the ball over. When they played Jacksonville at home, they had no turnovers. When they played Washington at home, they had two turnovers. They had a chance to win the game still. They've got to be able. This game should be in the teens, and whoever turns it over, to me, is the team is going to lose. Hmm. Great point. We'll get your official leans coming up in just a couple of minutes, just to back up again to what we saw yesterday. Actually, let's move forward for a second. Deshaun Watson's going to make his return, Pritch, in Houston next week. Kind of a, you know, Brissett 
Cleveland pick up a dramatic win in the final minutes yesterday, and here comes mm-hmm. Watson. Talk from a former player perspective because they're laying seven at Houston. As far as not playing for this long and jumping right back in the mix, it's going to be a tough adjustment for Watson, no? Yeah, it is. Ironically, we're just talking about Randall Cunningham, right? And remember when he retired and he was laying down tile? Um, <laughs> and then he comes back and he plays with Randy Moss and Chris Carter and Jake Reed and all these guys, Robert Smith. Yeah. And uh, they almost went to a Super Bowl. I don't know if it's going to look like that. Uh, I mean, Deshaun Watson has missed a ton of football and he's with the new football team. And you don't know. I, I think he's going to energize the guys uh, in the locker room. I, I think he will. The presence of De- Deshaun Watson, they're, they're eager. Uh, eagerly awaiting that Uh, but he's going to be at the podium now Uh, and I know there's going to be some media out there that's going to test him uh, with some questions and I'm curious to see how he reacts to that I don't think it's all going to be friendly uh, for Deshaun Watson and now that he's a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns so uh, if he can handle that uh, as a person and if he can handle that as a competitor uh, then Cleveland's going to be energized And, and so I know Houston should be more competitive at home I don't know who's going to be quarterback uh, for that team right now. I don't, do you guys know which direction they're going to go with that? But uh, I, I think I Deshaun no, Watson certainly is going to be rusty, though. I mean, whoever plays quarterback for, for Houston will be rusty, too. I mean, yeah. the whole team's rusty, right? I mean, where's <laughs> Houston going, right? They've right. made no progress in three years. I mean, they've, gone wor- they've gotten worse, and you can't see it. You know, the one thing you want to do is you want to build on something. You want to say, okay, we've got some hope, but there's nothing there. Look, I think if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I'm going to go down there and I want to play the game like I want to, I want him to be the six-back offense. I've got to run the ball. I've I got to integrate Deshaun into, this, into the playing football at this high, high level, which he hasn't played in a long, long time. And to put the burden of responsibility on him, I, I would look at this as going down there and saying, look, we're throwing it about 20 times. And we've got to be able to run it. And the presence of him in, in the game, you know, why did the Eagles run Hurts on the first play of the game? They want everybody to know he's a running back. He's going to run it. You know, it's why if you're in that Josh Allen, he's going to run it early in the game. I think they got to let people know that Watson's going to run it. Yep. We were talking about Murray before you came on, Pritch. I'd like to get your take uh, as a mm-hmm. player. You know, Look, whether or not you agreed with what he said about Kingsbury's scheme, and you saw what he said, he said we were effed schematically, so he threw his head right. coach under the bus. But like right. Michael mentioned, he he essentially held out on the team over social media until they paid him in the offseason, and he's still not happy. You're in that locker room with 52 other dudes. It's like the quarterback always being melancholy and always it's just kind of a black cloud over the franchise. Yeah, I'm going to be nice uh, about Kyler Murray because, you know, I've been a little bit harsh on him, but he's a soft football player, period. <laughs> he really is mentally and physically. Uh, he presents no leadership qualities, skill set at all. Uh, and it's unfortunate that he did throw his coach under the bus. Uh, I mean, they are they are a tag team, if you think about it. I mean, he was a he was a draft choice to the Cardinals because of Cliff Kingsbury. If right. Kingsbury's not there, he's not drafted to the Cardinals. Great point. Because uh, there's no other team that would have drafted um, Kyler Murray. You know, he's a, he's a gadget guy. Um, and you know, look, I, I played and, and, you know, I watched Doug Flutie and, and I, I respected Doug Flutie because Doug Flutie was a competitor, right? And uh, there was nothing really soft about him. But he was limited, though. Um, and, and that kind of played out uh, a little bit in the National Football League. I think Kyler Murray uh, and what we saw... Uh, in college works and is fantastic in college 
But I know people that recruited him, and they told me how soft he was mentally and physically back as a recruit. Uh, and that's carried over to the National Football League. And, and that's being nice uh, to Kyler Murray. <laughs> it's being really nice. Hey, hey, Pritch, I could tell you this. I've had former teammates. I've had former teammates that I don't even know that watch the show or listen to the podcast have emailed me and said, he's always been a jerk. Like, he's never been a good teammate. Like, I'm not even looking for this information. Like, I'm not playing Sherlock Holmes here and trying to build a case. And, and, and he's, he, his reputation is what it is. He's, yeah. not, he's not a good teammate, and, and he demonstrates it every time. Right. I mean, he does. It's horrible. You're right. And you're not, you are be, he's soft. He's softer than anything. And he's not good. But the problem is nobody wants to say he's not good because we keep make him upset. Like, he's not a good player. He said that you said it perfectly. He's a gadget guy. Yeah. I like how Pritch started the sentence with, I'm going to be nice and then proceeds to crush Murray. That was well played, my man. Okay. Let's, we got a minute. Let's get out of here with this Pritch. It sounds like if you were forced to pick a side, you would take the points with Pittsburgh. Is that fair? That's fair. That's very fair. I would enjoy a teaser situation. I only, I was light this week. I had one teaser that involved the Titans and the Falcons, but, um, no, I, I think taking the points here uh, is the way to go with the Steelers. I, I'm well, going to go with, wrong. I, I'm going to go with the Colts here. I think I, okay. I, I just think to me, you're playing home. You're playing against a bad offensive line. You got to win this game. Yeah, that's our bets giving play. So that's why we hope you're wrong there, Pritch. Okay. Listen, well, ours is the other one, the Steelers. <laughs> okay. Well, no. Somebody's going to be you. right. Yeah, right. so one of us has to be right. We guarantee you that. Pritch, you're the best. We'll talk to you next Thanks, Monday. Thanks, Pritch. Okay? Appreciate okay, you. Thank you. Michael, Appreciate have you a guys. great have Monday. Great you too, Patrick. Big Bets is next. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.